Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined with my favorite ghoul friend, Jessica. Wingapo! Hello! I almost said stabby because it is Thursday, but we're not doing a stabby. We decided, fuck it, it's quarantine time. We're making our own rules this week. We wanted to celebrate passing 250,000 downloads, so yay, we're here. Thank you guys so, so much. Yes, I am so excited. I have to tell the story about how Tara told me we passed 250,000 because it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. It just shows like how sometimes I'm unobservant. So Tara and I are messaging and I don't remember, like we were talking about something else and then Tara's like, oh, and by the way, we passed 250K. And I replied to a message she had previously written and it was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Or something super like, like it was so anticlimactic. And Tara in her head is like, fine, bitch, like fame got to your head. Like, God, (laughs) like, I don't know how this is going to go. And then later that day, I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see that Tara has posted, it was either Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or someplace. And it was like, we've reached 250K. And I was like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? We hit 250K and Tara was just like, I'm really confused because I told you and you didn't care. (laughs) It was good. It was good times. Oh, God. See, even we have miscommunications. It happens. Oh, yeah. It was great. In my opinion, it was like kind of the best thing that has ever happened. Oh, God. Yeah. But this is going to be a Q&A. We did one a long time ago when we hit 10K. I guess not a long time ago. It'd be about a year ago. It was last summer-ish. Wow. Which is crazy. So thank you guys. Oh my God. That's insane growth in a year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But that's, I believe, the last time. Oh no, we might have done one. Did we do one in our anniversary? We might have. I think we did like some of that, but that's still like September of last year. Yeah. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Mm -hmm. It seems like lately we've got a bunch of new spooksters that don't know much about us. So this just works out great. So I'm going to actually give it to Jess for a second because we have one question that always comes up, whether it's Q&A or just chit chat that we want to talk about first. And then I'm going to go through and read these because Jessica stayed away from my Q&A posts today. And uh, yeah, here we go. Okay. So we get this question a lot either in our DMs or somebody will ask us. And a lot of times it's in person. People ask us. So if you're new and you're like, wow, their name is Three Spooked Girls and you keep waiting for the third person and you're like, I don't understand. 
when we first started, we were three spooked girls. There were three of us. It was Tara, myself, and another co-host by the name of Heather. And about three and a half months into the podcast, she had a major life event happen and she had to step away. And then eventually it just didn't come back together with all of us being on the show. And from what I know, which is what I see of her on Facebook, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that, you know, she recently got remarried and she seems really happy. So we rebranded and the third spook girl became the Bell Witch. And, you know, we're all doing our own things now. So it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're curious, like, who the fuck is Kate? Who is Kate picking these drinks? It's it's the Bell Witch. Yeah, it's the Bell Witch. That's who's in our logo that Mackenzie did for us when we rebranded and she's done all of our wonderful stuff. So she's great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so there's kind of that for anybody who's new and may not know. So yeah, it's me, Jessica and uh, the Bell Witch. Here we are. That came so organically because Tara and I both, when we did the Bell Witch episode, were like fucking here for it. (laughs) (laughs) We decided, yeah, the Bell Witch is our third Mm co-host. Now let's get into some questions. Yes. So I posted in the Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter asking you guys to give us the questions, random or show-related, whatever you would like to send us. So the first one says, if you could be any tree in the woods, what kind of tree would you be? Redwood. Okay. I want to be a redwood because they're like considered the immortal trees. I think of like when you see a redwood, like the thought that comes to my mind is all the lives that have lived around it and how it has withstood the storms and they're beautiful and they smell great. I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful metaphor for life though. Just moving on. Now Tara's going to tell us what tree she'd be. Oh, well, mine's not as deep. I was going to say a pine tree because I love Christmas trees and how they smell. So that's the only tree I could think of. I like it. And also, yours is kind of, it brings people joy. This is true. People like you and your smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which case or specific killer slash creepy situation got you into the type of content you guys cover on the podcast today? I mean, for me, like, to be honest, I know this sounds weird, but it's like what really got me into the content hooked into it is watching like forensic files when I was a kid, like going to my paternal grandparents house and just sitting and watching hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of it Mm -hmm. and then getting curious and start researching. And then I became obsessed with Ted Bundy. I have given presentations to classes on him that where people were like, give us like you're one of your favorite things. And I was like, I want to understand the mind of a serial killer. And other people were like, I like to go to Miami. And I'm like, oh, we are not the same person. (laughs) No. Uh, mine's pretty similar. When I would go over to my great-grandparents' house, which they were in the same age bracket as your parents, mm-hmm. I'd watch Unsolved Mysteries or America's Most Wanted with my great-grandma, like, all the time. We, I remember oh, yeah. watching the TV and eating ice cream and have, like, all the lights off and all of that. So I loved it. And I, as I got older, I got more into, like, NCIS and CSI and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I... I was in middle school. I don't know what grade it was, but I remember for like career day, I did a CSI agent and I got a like a shirt off somewhere. I was going to say Amazon, but no, because Amazon, if it even existed, it was just books then. But I had like a CSI shirt I wore to school to do my presentation and everything, like a Mm T-shirt. Kind of similar, kind of similar. I feel like 90s, late 80s kids can kind of relate to that because I feel like a lot of us have that same kind of experience. It's true. So. Yeah. 
What's the biggest animal you could single-handedly cling film to a lamp post? Is this like a physics question? Because I would need to call Thomas and ask him. I don't know. I mean, because I have so many follow-up questions. Is this like where they're like standing on their own? Like you would wrap them and their feet couldn't touch the ground? Because then it'd have to be pretty lightweight. I don't know. You know what? I have no idea. I'm going to say giraffe. No, I'm going to say camel. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Yeah, I was just like, okay, Twitter. That was a Twitter question. So (laughs) going with camel. All right. I'll go with that, too. Why not? (laughs) Okay. Do you think you could ever do actual field work as an investigator? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think so. Do you ever have trouble sleeping or have nightmares when researching some of this? Hell yeah. My mind with our very first episode we ever did, I historically told everyone, like, I didn't sleep for a week. Like, I stared at my door. (laughs) So I was just waiting for those motherfuckers to, like, knock on the door, those fucking black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. There's been times when we've like studied serial killers. Like for me, when we did the Golden State Killer stuff, because it hit so close to like where I live, because like mm-hmm. one of the killings actually happened like down the street from where I live. And for me, it became more of like the thought that somebody could break into my house. And then I become very like spooked. Like the other night, I was working on a merch thing that we're doing mm-hmm. for our like patrons who are like 25 and up for their shirts and stuff. And it happened to be. It's a serial killer. And I like went into my living room and someone was parked up like in the parking lot at the park across the street and they had their lights shining into our apartment. And I was like, I'm going to die. Like I didn't sleep and haven't really slept. So, yeah, sometimes it happens because your mind goes with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. You're a little more safe than me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, but. Some of the stuff does creep me out. And like right now in real time, I've been doing research on the sleep paralysis stuff for the patron live stream this month. Mm -hmm. And it's just really creepy. Ah. So that's been fun. And some of those stories kind of get to me. I don't know. The true crime stuff, sometimes it does, but not so much in a way where I have nightmares or anything about it. So, yeah. And then the next one is, do you think demons are real? And do you think maybe people that commit some of these crimes are possessed? I do believe demons are real. I think because I believe in heaven, I have to believe in hell. And if you believe in God, you have to believe in Satan. And if you believe in angels, you have to believe in demons because there's a duality to life. Right. I don't know 100% because there's no, like, factual thing where, like, no one ever did an exorcism on, like, Ted Bundy or Ed Kemper. Right. To see if there was, like, a demon in them. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that demons are real, but... Kind of like Jessica said, there's not really a way to know if any of these serial killers were possessed or not. I think they're just fucked up evil people. So, you know, there's that. Which stabby snippet was the hardest to find information on? I mean, I think it's kind of breaks it down for like our criteria of how we pick a topic Mm -hmm. because most of the time like we pick the topic. And so one of the things is, is that it can't be like a topic that's covered by five different news sources that are saying the same thing. So there have been some false starts, I would say, like where I'm like, I'm interested in this case, but at the time there isn't a lot out about it. Right. So then we kind of wait kind of thing. Yes. Mm hmm. So you kind of wait and then it feels like all at once things happen. I mean, some things it's like also hard because you have to look at the credibility of the source that's saying it. Mm -hmm. So like if it's some blogger writing about a case, it's like that's kind of grain of salt. 
I would say, though, the ones that we cover that are probably the older cold cases, those obviously won't have quite as much information versus a solved case. So in terms of like harder to find info, those we obviously have to dig on. And those ones, we take more time to gather our research and whatnot. So that's why they get sprinkled in. Mm -hmm. So it's not really that it's too difficult or anything like that. Like Jessica said, anytime we get our ideas, we make like a master list and then we go from there to decide like, yes, we're going to do an episode on this or no, there's not really enough to do it or we're going to wait, especially if it's like when we do these more current cases in the news, sometimes it's better to wait a little bit so we can bring either more information or more and also the accurate information because that's what we think is more important versus being the first one to talk about it. Right. And I think also, like, you have to look at it, like, is mainstream media picking it up? Because if mainstream media is picking it up, they have a far more reach in doing their research and, like, hitting the ground. Whereas if it's, like, I'm going to throw a shout out to the Red Bluff Daily News, if, like, it's the Red Bluff Daily News doing it, they don't have the same resources and can't do the same kind of investigation. So, yeah. Yeah. If you want to take it a different way, like the hardest, it's like anything with kids is hard because Tara's a mom. I have children in my life that I love and I want to be a mom. So when I'm like reading that, I think of like the children in my life that I love, Mm -hmm. like how this how these children have someone like me in their life. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you taken any self-defense classes since becoming a true crime podcaster? No, I have not either, but I've done stuff prior to being a podcaster. So I have before in my life. Mm -hmm. The company I worked for in the Bay Area, they did a like a. it was not really a self-defense class because it was just a guy talking theoretically about first aid. But he was a retired sheriff and like he had to retire for a medical reason because he like got shot. And so he came out and he told us, like, here's some pointers, especially because we had a lot of young, not young women, but like we had women selling homes. I mean, they're not old. So lovely ladies selling homes. And if a man or a woman or a couple come into the house, you could easily find yourself trapped in a bathroom with someone. And it happened like a woman entered a bedroom ahead of a gentleman and he like hit her over the head and handcuffed her. And basically she had to like talk her way out of the situation. And she basically got her superintendent of the job site's attention and she got outside and ran away. But I recommend if you feel the need to, like if you feel uncertain about walking through the world, male or female, take a self-defense class. Mm-hmm. What time period would you travel back to if you were given the chance? You can go first. Man, that's a hard one. Can I just do the default answer and just magically have the doctor in my life so I can go to like on random adventures to multiple places? Because it's hard to pick one because there's just so many different time periods in history that would just be really interesting, I think. Right. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> You and I have such the same brain (laughs) because you were like, what time frame would you go? Like, what era would you go back to? And my head went, the doctor. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like an actual era. It was the doctor. (laughs) I don't know, because also, like, think about it practically. Right now, like, I don't want to go back in time because I'm a woman and women were oppressed. Yeah. I mean, we're oppressed now, but we're like, we can bitch about it at least. Can I go in the future? That might be fun. Yeah. Can I go to 2021 and, like... (laughs) (laughs) Can Can we we just skip ahead a few months? (laughs) Yeah. Can I not be in like quarantine? Like that's where I'd like to be. You know. What kind of podcast would you do if it wasn't about what we have right now? If it wasn't true crime slash spooky? A rewatch podcast. I would do like Jessica's favorite rewatch podcast, which for people would be like, what the fuck is that? I would probably do it on Parks and Rec because I haven't fully watched The Office. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I've watched enough of it to know I like it. I just haven't sat down and like watched it from start to finish. And now that there's a new Scrubs rewatch podcast with Zach and Donald, oh my God, my life is complete. Oh, yeah, it would definitely, I think, be TV related for me. I really enjoy Food Network shows more so, the competition shows and the Great (gasps) British Bake Off show. So I would definitely could do a whole podcast on that. that. Or on the other side of the spectrum, I also love the trash reality TV of like 90 Day Fiance and stuff like that. So I can fucking talk about that (laughs) all fucking day long. Oh, my God. So definitely something like that would be a lot of fun. That's kind of opposite of these kind of topics, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what, Tara? If you and I were to do like a TV related podcast, it would have to be Jersey Shore. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Like, I don't know if Tara and I actually like the Jersey Shore because I have never watched it independent of her. We would start hanging out and like be like nothing's on TV. And then because also where we lived, it would be like fucking 200 degrees outside in the middle of the summer. And so you have to wait till like the early evening to go out. And we didn't sleep very much at all. Like, we would go to bed at, like, four in the morning and wake up at seven. Pretty much. Because we were crazy. And we would be, like, in my mom's, like, in our house. And my mom would have the temperature to, like, it'd be 115 out. And Tara and I would be inside and it would be, like, 62 degrees. (laughs) Because my mom was, like, menopausal at the time. She couldn't get cool enough. So it would be, like, the middle of July and Tara and I would be, like, in sweatshirts and sweatpants and socks and blankets and, like, bundled up. And then, like, we'd go to leave to, like, get food or something and we'd be like, oh my god, we're wearing too many layers. (laughs) Oh my god. What true crime case do you hope to see solved in your lifetime? I have so many. But definitely for me, it would be Heather Elvis. Mm-hmm. My answers definitely changed. I used to say John Bonet, but I mean, I think we all pretty much know what happens. I would say the Zodiac just because it is someone who's a serial killer. And there's not saying that these people are more important than John Bonet or anything like that, but it's like there's so many more families that don't have answers. Right. I mean, I feel like that is saying that, but it's not me discounting what her family went through. Mm -mm. I just feel like it affected more. So I don't know. And it's been so long. It's just one that's been bugging me. And because there's like so many theories and like with JonBenet Ramsey, like there's only like a handful. But like with Zodiac, it's like my my favorite one is that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac because assholes. He would have been a baby if born at all. Right. Okay, favorite non-spooky or non-true crime TV show? You could be like a current one if you want. Well, I mean, Schitt's Creek, for me, has become one of my all-time favorite TV shows. That's so good. It's so good. It tells so many good stories. And it's, one, I love the actors in it. Eugene Levy and Kathleen O'Hare. Or Kathleen O'Hare. And I feel like they're so, the actors are so accessible. Like, I've watched so many interviews with them because I'm that bitch who's just like, anything, shit's quick, I'll watch this. And they're so just, like, loving and caring. And they cared so much about the show. Mm-hmm. And it was something they put a lot into. And it's something they did. Mm-hmm. I would also do, like, I love Scrubs. That is kind of, like, the thing I don't talk about a lot. Like, people don't understand. I love Scrubs more than, like, Friends. And if people don't watch Scrubs, like, they're missing out. That show is fucking gold. <laughs> yeah, I really like Shit's Creek a lot. I'm actually rewatching it when I go to bed now. But 
I've really gotten back into rewatching The New Girl. I just think it's so fucking funny. What? Yeah. Have, okay. You and I have not talked about this, but low key, I have been watching New Girl on the DL. Like, I am watching several series all the time. Right. Bob's Burger is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. You're welcome. Yes. Right. No, that's all Tara. But I have started and stopped New Girl like so many times. Same. And so it's just in there. And like for me, even though I'm binge watching, I can't binge watch the same series all the time. I need a I need a new character in my life. Right. Yeah, no, we because Matt and I like to pick like a funny sitcom to watch together at night. Mm-hmm. So that's been our newest one. And yeah, I fucking love it so that would be mine currently i also have watched the british bake-off show a million times i always watch that and i always <laughs> i don't know why every time i travel to you for us to go do podcast things i literally watch it every time on the plane <laughs> i don't know why it's the best it's literally just what happens you know <laughs> i think because like here's the thing i honestly can see why people would like why you do that or people do that because when you watch that show it's like you become this like relaxed coma of a person true even when they're bitchy they're so nice and loving and just like your cakes looks like shit but you know what you gave it your best if you watched an american show they'd be like this sucks i mean (laughs) granted i love nailed it yeah and nicole is my spirit animal (laughs) and i don't remember who said it but we were doing like a live show not live show uh, um live stream it was either that or we're doing a watch party and someone was like, you are like Nicole. I was like, that is the best compliment anyone has ever given me. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, it had to be a watch party because I was being super catty and Nicole is catty. <laughs> oh, yeah, it might have been a watch party. I don't know. It was it was on Facebook. That's all I know. That's all I remember. I was being catty to Zach from Ghost Adventures. Like, I wasn't being catty to other people. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. If you had the opportunity to interview a murderer, would you do it? And if so, who? I mean, I'd love to interview Kemper because, you know, he likes to talk. I'd love to interview Scott Peterson. I mean, I'm trying to think of people alive because every time my husband finds out that like a serial killer is still alive, his first question to me is, do you want to interview them? And Thomas is kind of weirdly supportive about it. Interesting. If I were to want to do it, he would be okay with it, which in my mind, I would don't know if I'd be okay if my spouse was like, I'm going to go interview this person. If it's Ed Kemper, like who killed and decapitated women, (laughs) some of which who kind of look like you. So have fun with that. (laughs) Yeah. My list would be Scott Peterson, possibly Chris Watts. Oh, yeah. And a dead one because they didn't specify would probably be Dahmer. Dahmer would be a good one. But I also think, like, I mean, he is alive, BTK. Mm. I think, like, with BTK, I think you can interview him. It's just that, like, he doesn't ever get to talk to people face-to-face again. Even when he has, quote-unquote, visitors, it's through, like, a closed-circuit TV. Mm. What annoys you the most? So only one thing. What annoys you the most about Carol Baskin? Can I go first? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm formulating my answer. What annoys me the most, we talked about this on our patron episode. She's doing the same thing that stupid fuck Chris Watts and stupid fuck Tisha Stauk did. She's caring more about her and her innocence. That's why she wanted Don to be found versus finding Don to either know he's okay or to know what's happened to him. So that to me is just like you guilty. Mine is that she is a fucking cunt. 
to explain it is that most people who do what she says she's trying to do, and I think I talked about this on the Patreon episode, is that like you're suing someone to get them to stop tiger cub petting and stuff like that. But what really bothers me is that she sued Joe Exotic and had the opportunity to really affect change by when they were trying to make some sort of like payment arrangement or come to some sort of agreement. Instead of being like, you don't have to pay me anything. You just have to stop X, Y, and Z. Like you have to stop cub petting. You have to stop animal breeding. You just have to take better care of your animals. Like this is it. You don't owe me a cent. She was like, no, I want the million dollars and you have to stop this. And to me, that's the opposite of it because it's exactly what Jeff Lowe said or Joe Exotic, whichever, whichever one of those two said it, is that for Joe to be able to make those payments to her, he had to continue to do cub petting because that was where his income was coming from. I don't think his zoo was set up. I will say that I follow the Tiger King Park on TikTok. And though I we kind of don't like Jeff Lowe and Lauren Lowe, it kind of feels like they're turning it into a real zoo and really like turning it around and giving animals adequate food and things like that. So whatever you think of that, I have seen some like newer things from them like the tigers have grass (laughs) well that's good yeah and so i don't really 100 percent know i think the number one thing that annoys me is that she missed an opportunity to actually help the situation and she let greed get in the way yeah okay i have a couple quick ones so they'll be like one word answers type of things this is cool they're food ones coke or pepsi pepsi i'm coke sour or regular skittles i don't like skittles that much I don't either. My answer is going to be neither. Favorite gummy candy? Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Mine are Sour Patch Kids or the sour gummy worm things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those. Favorite food? Love a good hamburger. Like I just did that Chrissy Teigen hamburger the other day. And I'm going to tip of the lifetime. Put some Dijon mustard on that bitch and caramelize it. It is fantastic. Oh, it like elevated it to some other level of creation. There you go. I would pick sushi because I've been on a sushi kick lately. So there you go. And if it has spiciness to it, even fucking better. Or hot Cheetos. I love hot Cheetos. What is the first thing you want to do when quarantine is over and it's safe-ish to go out or slash go to? Because we have another question that was like, if you could travel anywhere, where would it be? So those can kind of go together. Well, I think for me, like I know that sounds weird, but like hug my godson. No. Yeah. Because, okay, like, in my life, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my godson moved to Switzerland, and they were gone for a month before quarantine. So I haven't seen him since the end of, like, January. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you guys all get together, would get together a lot. Yeah. And I think, like, by saying that, it's, like, the fact that I would be able to see. Like, my husband's family has really become my family. Nope. Okay, I take that back because Jen Riccio, hey you, uh, <laughs> she's um, Thomas's cousin's wife and like we're really close with them and then their kids. Mm-hmm. We talked about like doing a picnic. I think that's probably one of those things. Oh, I really just want to plan another trip because pre-quarantine and stuff, we were in the talks of trying to plan a trip with Jessica and Thomas and my sister and her family. Mm-hmm. I have a baby baby nephew who's about the same age as your godson. They're really close in age, I think. My godson was born in November and 
And my nephew was born in December. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pretty much the same age. And I'm used to living far away from family. That's pretty much been my whole adult life. But I've only got to meet and see my nephew once. My sister and I are very close as well. So I would like to go see them. And then also just kind of I think it would just be nice to be able just to do any kind of trip like at a cabin or something just to go away but relax kind of thing. <laughs> so like further social distance? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like out of my house is what I'm saying. And I'm also, you guys are probably like, what the fuck? Why do you want to do the same thing but somewhere else? But see, here's the thing. Like when we moved up here, because Matt and I's birthdays are just a couple weeks apart, we've done a cabin trip for our birthdays. Well, that didn't work out this year because all of this stuff started. So I'm like, I want to do it. So, you know. That kind of shit. I just want to be able to go have the option to fucking go to the three places I like to fucking go to again. Oh, I also should say that, like, because I had like a mental breakdown yesterday about my brother because he is in Virginia. I'd want to go see him and hug him because I miss him. And I cried because I saw this like TikTok video where like they flew the two like kids home who were in the military and the dad didn't know and it was his birthday and like he was crying and like I lost it and like text him that I love him. So if he's listening to this, he's like, oh my God, my sister. Hi, Bo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Enough mushy, mushy. Let's move on. Yeah. So this next one is, do you think it's possible that reporting these true crime cases in the detail that you go to could one day help solve a case as in the right person happens to listen to something ongoing and has a tip? I mean, in all honesty, yes, sometimes it's other people saying things. It has happened. Like, other podcasts have had, I mean, I don't know them off the top of my head because I don't memorize those kind of facts. <laughs> you know, other podcasts have had success where someone has listened to it because it's a case they're interested in or they're on the case and they're listening to it. And there's another person who's objectively saying something. That's why, like, for me, like I mentioned Heather Elvis earlier, I will for always bring her up. I plan to write a book on her. I plan to, like, never give up on that case. And here's why. It's because, like, so many times cases, they catch someone related to it or it just seems too impossible and they give up. But there's someone out there who knows something. Someone slips up. Someone gets caught and, you know, knows something. And I think also sometimes it's like if you listen to these kind of podcasts over and over again, you hear these different cases and you live in the area, your brain turns over and you're like, did I see something? Or it's like you listen to a podcast like you live in the area and then all of a sudden you're like, I did see like a guy in a trench coat with a wig driving down a street near this place. And I didn't even think about it because like, let's be honest, like most millennials, they might not, I don't know, just in general, like a lot of people don't watch the news anymore because it's so depressing. And so they get like snippets of it. They get their info in other ways. Yeah, podcasts are a huge way for that. Right. And so it's like it's another way of like opening it up. And also it gives other people hope when you're a family member and you're listening to this, like people aren't giving up on your loved ones cases. Right. Because there's podcasts out there who are going to talk about them. And that's why it's always hard for us. Like when someone's like, hey, this is like my so-and-so's case. Can you guys do it? And then we look into it and there's like hardly anything on it. And we're like, more than anything in the world, do we want to look into this? There's just nothing out there. And I don't know, maybe one day we'll both quit our jobs and become like private investigators. And who knows? (laughs) Down, down. But and I just think, too, it's 
like you said, you're getting a different perspective when you hear it on these different podcasts and you might they might even say something that they don't think is a big deal, but it might spark an idea in your head and then cause you to go look at something, whether you were there and saw something or not. You might go research into something else and, you know, it could lead to something. And I mean, right. it's happened. You could know someone who lives in that area and you're like, hey, I was listening to this podcast about a, a crime that happened in your town, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, that person's like, oh, my God. I know that person. So you never know. Mm hmm. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think that is going to be the end of our list of questions. We appreciate you guys so much for sending those in. Uh, we kind of did that really last minute here. <laughs> But we appreciate you guys sending them in. You send a lot of interesting and fun questions. So we appreciate y'all on all of the socials doing that. And if we somehow missed any of your questions and you would still like the answers and whatnot, feel free to DM us. We're pretty reachable, as you guys know, on you know Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. Mm -hmm. But we just want to say thank you guys so much for getting us past a quarter of a million downloads. Holy fuck. Right. Oh, my God. It's really mind blowing that we have gotten to this point. We appreciate all of you guys and your love and support during this time and just in general during our, you know, regular show lifetime that we've been here the last year and a half. We really, really appreciate you guys, and we hope you're enjoying all the content we've been putting out for you. We have some fun ideas in the future coming, so definitely uh, keep your eyes out for what'll be coming. Yes. I also want to say thank you. I know Tara said it for both of us, but I personally want to say thank you. I can honestly say when we first started out in the podcast, thinking of 250,000 downloads was like mind-blowing. And, you know, it's all because you guys have decided to be part of like this big extended spookster family and we love you and thank you for listening and thank you for every time people you recommend us to other people and know that we appreciate it. It keeps us going and doing this. So thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. You are literally the best and we couldn't do it without you. So we love you very, very much. I know everyone's like our show's fans are the best or our show's listeners are the best. But no, we literally have the best. You guys are literally the best. Fuck yeah. But we are going to go ahead and wrap things up for this fun kind of Q&A celebrate yay episode. So again, thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. You mean the world to us and we truly, truly mean that. So thank you. We will catch you on Monday for our next regular episode. And patrons, you should already have up part two of our Tiger King video. So go check it out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.